RPG episode 70. My name is Dave Hunt, and I'm joined by Michael Swick. How's it going, Dave? Uh, we're a little late today going live on Twitch, but we were just uh, talking amongst ourselves for a little bit. Uh, I'm kind of coming off a couple days off in a row, which is nice because I just came off like a vacation. Uh, <laughs> and it, the weather's kind of nice, too. Uh, by nice, I mean it's 40 degrees. So <laughs> yeah, it's been pretty good. Uh, yeah, how the, are you the, doing, Dave? I'm, I'm all right. A little under the weather, so if I cough today or if I sound a little raspy, I apologize. Uh, my wife decided to have the window open last night for a little bit. Because um, it was 40 and, degrees. And uh, it's also been, you know, we actually, like over the weekend, we got up to like the upper 50s, and then it, it goes yeah, down we hit to like 60. Yeah, below 30. Um, so it's kind of just messing with my uh, sinuses in general. I had a, just a rip roaring headache all day yesterday for whatever reason no matter how much pain reliever i took it just wouldn't go away <laughs> um so that was definitely a, a pressure headache or whatever you want to call those weather headaches so but uh we are digital days gaming like michael said we're live on twitch twitch.tv slash digital days gaming where if you give us a follow that's appreciated appreciative i can't say it. that's 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 awesome um and then you could also uh, subscribe to us through amazon prime if you have that or you could just do a direct subscription i know twitch sometimes offers uh services or discounts for the first time subscribers so definitely check that out just click the subscription button um on your stream and that's always helpful um, and then you can also just follow us on all the social feeds that are in the show notes, and we would appreciate that. As always, sharing the show and leaving reviews helps. So tell a friend to tell a friend, and if you could leave five stars and some words, that'd be great. And then just following us on most of the social stuff. I know not everybody uses everything, but even if you don't think that it would be something you would use, just follow it, and then kind of close it out and don't use it. Based on looking at numbers of downloads and so these and those it, it would be nice to to see some more leveled numbers consistently but that's just how i function um not everybody wants to to follow us on all things and that's totally fine but it, it helps give us better opportunities so yeah please <laughs> yeah i've talked to pr people and they're like yeah we you tell us the numbers are here but we look here and it's like <laughs> how and it's just like believe me yeah thankfully we actually have physical raw data to show them that you know like that these yeah, are these are real nice. but it does help like our social footprint if you like our facebook page and you follow us on twitter and you subscribe on youtube those are all things of the not even that we're expecting those numbers to be high but the drastic difference in differences of those numbers can lead to some confusion why do you have so many here but not so many here you know and then you tell us that this many people listen to the show and it's like yeah i don't know people don't want to be on twitter <laughs> so, <laughs> and um, facebook's name has been through the mud a lot so yeah, some people so. don't want to be on facebook but if you combine everything maybe yeah. <laughs> But um, anyways, we're going to jump into the news. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about, about a game that I've talked about a lot. And we're going to talk about a game that Michael just hopes is good at this point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, I, we put on the show and the news that EA was going to review whether Anthem was going to see its next phase, Anthem next, or if they were going to kill it. Last week it came out, they are just going to kill it. Uh, so it was reported that they had about 30 people working on Anthem Next over the last, what would you say, like a year to two years? A year, year and a half? Yeah, it's gonna. It's uh, like two years next month when there. the game came out. So I'd probably say at least, yeah. at least 12 to 18 months that they've been doing some type of, we've been hearing rumblings of major fixes. But they haven't released any significant patches that I can recall during that time at all either. Yeah, I think they're just doing basic holiday live service stuff. Uh, but... They had a team of 30 people 
working on Anthem Next, they're going to fundamentally redesign the game and release it in some form. That's not going to happen. So EA looked at it and just decided it just wasn't worth the effort to try and rebuild this brand. And they are now going to just focus on Dragon Age, Mass Effect, and something I forgot, Star Wars The Old Republic, the MMO. They're going to just focus on those three franchises. Uh, Dragon Age obviously has a new game announced. Mass Effect has the Legendary Edition and a future game coming out in that franchise. And then for Star Wars The Old Republic, they're just going to continue to do quality of life updates, maintaining that uh, player base. Um, separately, but also related, uh, Bloomberg reported that the multiplayer aspect of Dragon Age 4 is officially canceled. Uh, they're now going to just focus on making Dra uh, Dragon Age a single-player campaign playing into Bioware's strength, which, thank God. Like, I was kind of bummed out when I heard that Anthem was going to be canceled. Not because I cared about Anthem, but because I feel bad that 30 people have been working for like almost two years uh, and are going to have all their work thrown out. But mostly I was happy because Dragon Age is a single-player game and it should be a single-player game. So it looks like EA is just going to let Bioware be Bioware and they're not going to force a multiplayer experience <laughs> uh, down their throat. And the scary thing is... Apparently, it was still a heavily focused multiplayer experience for the new Dragon Age, which that, is just crazy to me. That's what I was going to ask you. Like, how do you feel about the potential rumored air quoted thing of like, this is almost the third kind of reboot for this game? So like, like if if you believe like what you're what you're seeing or reading or hearing over the last couple of years of like they were making a Dragon Age game. So like then and per, you know, normal Dragon Age, they were continuing the Dragon Age universe. That was the first thing we heard about it when we started hearing about Dragon Age 4, correct? Yes. And then it's led to believe that EA started doing what they like to do and started mingling and mumbling with stuff and wanted to, you know, dip their toes into the games as a service. They wanted FIFA 2.0, but in the Dragon Age world. <laughs> um, yeah, so they started uh, weaving some of the games as service into there a little bit. Yeah, I know as far back as 2016, because I know someone that went into a focus group for Dragon Age where they were pitching like, oh, do you want to play Dragon Age uh, as a multiplayer game? And they kept referencing Destiny 1 at that point in 2016, mm -hmm. I believe, because uh, I don't. When did Destiny yeah. 2 come out? Like 2017. Uh, like, yeah, it's like year three, 2017. Year, yeah. So they kept they kept referencing during that focus group Destiny 1 uh, and how if people would like to see it. And from what the person told me in that focus group. No one in that focus group wanted that, but it sounds mm -hmm. like EA was going forward with that. Uh, but then a year or two later, they re-brought back some uh, Dragon Age developers, and it sounds like all that was thrown out. And that made people hopeful that maybe they were going to move away from multiplayer, but turns out they were still working on a multiplayer component right? Uh, up until maybe sometime last year when EA probably looked at like the Anthem stuff. But that is a ton of work that had to be thrown out. Mm -hmm. And if it was going to be heavily focused multiplayer, I doubt it's very easy for them to just like rework things and then turn that content into a single player campaign. Right. Which I guess makes sense why the last couple times we've seen Dragon Age, it's been, here's a screenshot. Mm -hmm. uh, here's a camera really moving around. working yet because they didn't want to show yeah. it. They didn't want to show six characters on the screen doing something because they figured yeah, they weren't like, ready to show that. All, all we've seen is screenshots and like a camera panning through a very empty and lifeless, you know, scene. So I 
this makes me happy, but also like it's still going to be like two years since till we see <laughs> yeah, the next Dragon Age at, at the earliest. Because uh, <laughs> those thirty people aren't going to be enough yep. well, for them. We're going to we're gonna dis- talk. We're going to talk about it in the next story. This this is not taking another team and helping them. This is not Naughty Dog taking their one point five team and going, "Hey, we need to put all assets on Uncharted Four. Like we need to take mm-hmm. all of our talent and put it on on, on Uncharted Four. This group that was working on Anthem Next, if I you know speculate, is probably five percent of the of the, the the task force that was originally on Anthem, who were hyper focused on a very specific thing. Right. Who now have to transition over to the other team mm-hmm. and then just be like, "Hey, so what have you been doing the last two years? Making a multiplayer game that no one yeah. wants to play?" Well, guess what? <laughs> this isn't a multiplayer game right. anymore. It's a single player game. Yeah, because these uh, people, get- I'm sure, were focusing on how to one, how to bring the player base back, and then two, when you bring them back, how to keep them there, like and keep them there daily, weekly. You know, like that. This is not versus Dragon Age. It goes. We need to tell a compelling story that we want somebody to come in and want to be a part of the world, not just to dip in and dip out when they choose. Yeah. So you would imagine they had, you know, some like designers working on this and some people working on like, like games for service events and like, Hey, what type of events can we do? That would be interesting. And now those people have to transition their skills, which I'm sure a majority of them, since they were Bioware team members will be able to do, but they're going to have to change their focus and their headspace, you know, especially I would imagine the mental uh, like state like coming out of this probably isn't going to be like super high or it could mm-hmm. be like being released from prison. Yeah. I get to actually one. do what I want to do now instead of like trying to make this engram look better. <laughs> yeah. Do something that will actually see the light of day yeah. as opposed to them well, having to work the, the last that's year. The, that's the scary part. Like we mentioned a couple of weeks ago that I was talking about, like, I, you know, I equated it to Division when Division was doing their like 8.0 update or whatever they did. Like there was seven other updates before that 8.0 update that really like pushed it over. Like they were building blocks or building steps to get to their next level. Um, Anthem hasn't even put down any kind of framework to build one step let alone nine well the foundation (laughs) that they built they were like we got to tear this up and do it again that was the whole point of anthem next so they didn't even really have anything to like build it's got to be and it's got to be money because like we spent we said before too like they are pitching it to you know they're you you know pitching it to ea's board or whoever makes these decisions for the finances and i'm sure if i'm the board member i'm like yeah this this concept sounds great what's the price point you're thinking oh sir we can't charge for this we screwed our player base already what do you mean you can't charge for it? Like what you know, were you and you're telling me it's going to take you another 13 months, and you're gonna you're gonna show me the and possibility gotta, of zero revenue generated unless it 100 percent works? Nope, sorry. Well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's just like oh, this is going to give us goodwill. How where can I cash that check? And right. it's just you're not, uh, especially this sort of thing because they're already working on so many other properties. Mm-hmm. You're talking about the studio having to probably hire people, not mm-hmm. transition people from mm-hmm. other teams. You're talking about them being like, okay, so I guess we're going to create another studio uh, within the Bioware umbrella to and, and, but to then, do this. But so, then they would have to prove that it works and then try to monetize it in in a, in a the only thing i could think it would have been any kind of savior savior mode would have been a some form of a seasonal model of 10 bucks for 90 days battle pass like yeah. system and that would require that would have been 2 years out it would have been hey here's our stuff here's what we're trying to do to make it relevant here's some you know pinnacle content for you to do to to gear up okay cool like oh i'm having a lot of fun in anthem again blah blah, blah. okay here's a you know here's a new update and it costs 10 bucks and here's what you get for the 10 bucks and the cosmetics and here's the activity you know just to hope that you can grab that seasonal fortnite apex destiny division whatever insert game here thing that you want 
it, it just it, it was too tall of a hill for them to climb or mountain to climb uh especially like the, the answer probably would have been go free to play but then whatever loyal base you had that put money down on this game, $60, because mm-hmm. I guarantee the people that are still playing Anthem now are the people that spent $60 on it, as opposed to the people that spent $5 on it mm-hmm. uh, during, you know, the holiday sales. So like then telling them like, hey, yeah, you paid 60, but uh, we're going free to play. So, so, so how soon? Here's some costumes. All right. So it's it's March 2021. OK. Mm-hmm. When will I not be able to sign into Anthem? So they did say in this announcement they'll keep it up for the foreseeable future. I see them going through the rest of the year. Okay. And then... So in March quietly, of 2022, can I sign in? No. No, I was going to say, like, right around the next fiscal year ending is when they'll probably quietly be like, oh, yeah, and then we cut this service, this service, and this service. They'll bunch it in when they close, like, the Madden from three years ago mm-hmm. <laughs> announcement. <laughs> Because uh, they do that usually, like you can't play the oldest sports game like yeah, three years yeah. out. So they'll probably just bunch it into that announcement, which is usually around like the financial uh, fiscal year uh, or the next Madden game. Uh, so it's either March or August of next year. I feel like Anthem will quietly just die out, and okay. I don't think anyone would really notice at that point. Because uh, I think there's there was a lot of talk on. about it because there was hope, but I think in the back of people's mm-hmm. minds they knew that it was like a 5% chance that they were going to see something with this. I mean, I, I, I feel bad. Like you said, I, I feel bad for these 30 year people that were working on it, but at the same time, like at least now they know that it's, it's done. There's no like, there's no like little ember kindling in the fire that could turn into like this raging fire. Like it's, it's extinguished. It's done. Yeah. They can, they can move on and then find their spot in the dragon age mass effect team. So are we, um, when's the next thing, when's the next thing we see from Bioware though? Like, that somebody can play oh that someone can play i I have no idea i know we'll probably see dragon age at the next ea play and then we'll probably see an actual substantial gameplay at the game awards Yeah, but when am when am i seeing a bioware logo on my console or my pc for a new for a new game i feel like the earliest would be holiday next year wow that's a long time the earliest and what have they Uh, released since anthem uh uh mass effect andromeda was that before Which, Anthem or after Anthem? Uh, before Anthem, maybe like a year before Anthem. Okay, so we're Anthem. talking about the possibility of a, you know, and this does happen, but um, uh, you know, like they've got Knights of the Republic, or like you mentioned before, but like Bioware will will not have something on PC or console in a, in a five or six year span. It's crazy. Twenty seventeen is Mass Effect Andromeda. So and that was Anthem, I think, too. Or an Anthem was twenty is two years old now, so twenty nineteen. Mm, looking it up looking it up yeah uh, 2019 okay yeah. so tw- all right so maybe not as far as i thought so 2019 20 21 22 yeah so three years okay not as bad as i thought never mind so yeah uh but still uh this now just push the pressure on like if dragon age doesn't hit what is the future of bioware mm-hmm. at that point though i have a feeling we'll talk about it later but i'm assuming a mass effect legendary uh, whatever it's called, a legendary edition, that's going to sell like crazy. So that will probably be their lifeboat. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're not. Right, um, they're that's EA's lifeboat, not Bioware's, right? Because Bioware's not doing this, or they're messing with it a little uh, bit. It sounds, yeah, they, it sounds like they did get people from the Bioware team uh-huh. to work on this and just tweak what they wanted to tweak. But like uh, Bioware's name's not on this remaster, right? No, no, no. It's on. It's on. Okay. The, it's on the thing. Okay. Uh, but the idea that. I, I still don't believe that Bioware was the only studio that touched this. Okay. I, I would assume other 
EA Studios touched. Like a, like, like uh, a Blue Point style studio got their hands on this. Yeah, yeah, they have like, yeah. we'll talk about one of those studios they have in the next story. Um, so uh, more EA news. Uh, EA has officially uh, delayed the new Need for Speed game from Criterion. Uh, they were going to release a Need for Speed game this year. No title to that or subtitle to that. Uh, but they decided to delay that in favor of putting Criterion on Battlefield 6, which is going to launch at the end of this year. So it sounds no- like it's all November, hands on. Like Battlefield yeah. 6 is coming in November, like it always does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it sounds like this is going to be all hands on deck. Uh, EA Dice LA, I think is the official name of the studio. Uh, they are also jumping on with Dice Proper to work on Battlefield 6 and Criterion is doing this. They wanted to assure that this wasn't because something bad was happening with Need for Speed or something bad was happening with Battlefield. They just thought it would make more sense to do this, especially because EA closed the deal on Codemasters and Codemasters already has a racing racing game set mm-hmm. for this well, and, holiday. And they want Codemasters to help on Need for Speed. <laughs> Probably. Uh, <laughs> like, they want it, some it of their sense, tech though. in there they, or their driving in there, like the, whatever, because Codemasters makes some good driving uh, games yeah and, that, and they that, sell well that could help with need for speed maybe get it a little like i'm not saying it needs to to go like on a scale of one to ten it's probably an eight or a nine on the arcade scale like maybe it can get to like a six and a half or a seven and have a little bit more simulation to it a little bit more not floaty feel <laughs> yeah they can definitely ea is going to use the code masters there are multiple studios that make racing games so they're going to use them to probably anchor the need for speed stuff for the foreseeable future what's gonna sell better battlefield or need for speed what's more important for it to be right at launch battlefield yeah (laughs) yeah especially like the battlefield games i always get in trouble when i say like games didn't hit that well and it's not because i'm just not interested in them but the last two battlefield games didn't hit as well as they usually do no four Uh, did four did very very well even though the launch was terrible five was kind of like eh in terms of like some of the co-op stuff that they did with it um and um then the other like off sites the off names like battlefield like whatever like i can't you know like the crime remember remember it's battlefield five was it battlefield five then battlefield one oh yeah battlefield one One, that's what i'm saying the last two one then five yeah yeah four was the last one that did really well and was like damn near perfect in terms of like everything that it tried to accomplish and its popularity 90 days after launch because <laughs> yeah. battlefield 4 launch was a next-gen launching title it worked on yeah on, on uh ps3s PS3. 360s and fours and ones that sounded weird yeah. to say <laughs> it's confusing we're almost past that time where we don't have the reference all that confusingness uh yeah but uh the last two just didn't do well uh they they did still sell because they're battlefield games and it's a name that will sell uh but critically it didn't do well um and i don't think it had the tail that like i know people that still play battlefield 4 yep yeah yeah they still play battlefield 4 they don't load up battlefield 1 battlefield 1 you always see on the playstation store for like five dollars and you can get a bundle with that in titanfall (laughs) <laughs> you know so uh yeah. so like six, like six has to hit and in terms of what they're i'm sure that they're gonna have some kind of some form of battle royale in six whether you want to see it or don't want to see it it's gonna be there hopefully better um, than the last battle royale they tried yeah <laughs> they're, they're gonna have their conquest mode in there and then it's the maps are gonna be bigger i believe 
that I, I don't quote me on this. Don't you know? Come at me if I'm wrong. Um, I think that this is only coming to next gen. I believe that might be the case. I will okay, look back so in the story. which means you know they can probably broaden the scale of it more in terms mm-hmm. of how many players are on the screen and or on the on the server and their conquest modes and and how to customize their servers and stuff. So they have to get this right. Like they have to get it get it get it right. Yeah, it's one of those things. If they don't get this one right, they'll probably have to go back to the drawing board and next year we'll just get a remaster of something <laughs> while they like refocus on what they want to do with Battlefield. Uh, so this is good news. Criterion and then has been... Da- Dice LA is like that second studio that... Um, Vincent Pella went to go join. Yeah, Respawn's guys running like one of his two studios that he's running. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Vincent Pella is running Dice LA, but it sounds like they're just going to work on this. They are, apparently are working on a first-person shooter game. Uh, but no one knows what that is. But I'm guessing now this means this is that is delayed in favor of Battlefield Six. Uh, so th- the Dice LA game will probably just be the shooter for EA next year, uh, as opposed to this year, as they try and do stuff. Unless they want to Titanfall <laughs> Dice LA and put it out a week before Battlefield mm-hmm. <laughs> and Call of Duty. Uh, but Shove it yeah, in there. this is yeah, just sandwich it in. It'll be fine. Uh, so I, I don't know. This is pretty good news. I forgot about the Codemasters acquisition until this was mentioned. We're like, yeah, we already have a racing game come out. We're not going to put, we're not going to Titanfall Need for Speed or our new acquisition. We're not going to set up our new, our new studios to fail because we're going to put a Need for Speed game out in the same month. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it it makes sense for them to to do that. And it's going to be weird seeing all these Codemasters games come out with the EA name because uh, I'm guessing. EA just releases all the racing th- games that Codemasters has been producing. I don't think you stop Codemasters from releasing like three games a year. Right. Uh, especially if they have like their little pockets that they're successful. Just add them to EA Play. <laughs> and just, yeah, just add them to EA Play and just go for it. Uh, all right. Uh, next story. A uh, little sad story. Uh, at least this I found it uh, pretty ag- sad. agitates me, actually. Yeah, th- this this bothers me on a couple different levels. Uh, so, uh, Video Games Chronicles said that, or they reported that Sony Japan Studio uh, are going to close and be absorbed by the Asobi team. So, the Astro's Playroom, Astrobot, Astro Rescue Mission team. Uh, the reason they are reporting this is because a lot of the people in the studios. Uh, contracts were expiring in April, and Sony has declined to extend those contracts. Uh, so anyone that's left over uh, will just be absorbed by the Astro uh, team. So for those unfamiliar with Sony Japan, they are kind of Sony's go-to, like, I always call them auxiliary studios, uh, but support studios. And a studio that does cool experimental games, especially during the PS3 era, uh, would just put out like random stuff. Uh, but they, they are the creators of like Ape Escape, uh, I believe Gravity Rush, uh, Everybody's Golf. Uh, and then, but they also helped with like Demon Souls and White Knight Chronicles, uh, just a bunch of games. Uh, the Knack games mm-hmm. are technically out of this studio. Shadow uh, of the Colossus and Last Guardian? Yeah, yeah. Shadow of the Colossus, they helped Blue Point. 
mm-hmm. uh, with that. But I think they made the uh, original one, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, the original with Team yeah. Ico. So, okay. like, Team Ico. So, yeah. I, I, they're one of those studios, if you go to their wiki page, there's a ton of stuff because they helped so many of these studios bring their games to PlayStation. Uh, so, Last Guardian, right? Did, like, yeah. yeah like Last Guardian, right? Uh, yeah, uh, Bloodborne, technically, they helped from software <laughs> release that game. Uh, the, the latest Demon Souls with Bluepoint, they helped do that. Uh, but they, I also like them for all these small games that they released, especially like in the PS3 era, like Rain, Puppeteer. Um, what it's, else did it's, they it's, do? It's what, like, it's the library that started separating Sony from everybody else. Yeah. Um, so the reason, uh, that was, uh, the reason it is believed they're closing a studio is just their games just weren't making enough money. So that's why they're just going to move them into the Astro because they see a franchise with Astro, uh, which I understand that logic. But at the same time, it's just like, you're Sony, you're making a killing right now. All of your other studios. You're expanding your other studios. Like we hear about them like, oh, Naughty Dog's getting bigger. Sony Santa Monica's getting bigger. There's this other secret studio that they're making that's working on some new IP, like that they're, you know, like why they're like opening up new stuff. And and you, you were hearing like Ghost of Tsushima's printing money. Last of Us is part two is printing money. God of War is printing money. Guess what, Studio Japan? F you. Yeah, basically, it's just like they they do cool experimental games. And like the fact that Sony just didn't see like a future for the studio. I don't care. I don't believe their games have ever been too expensive that they've probably taken a bath in losses for any game they produced. But like, that's the fun part of Sony. Like the P I've been very nostalgic the last couple months about PS3 uh, like indie games or not necessarily indie games because they're from this studio, but the smaller experimental games, just the idea that they're just like, yeah, they're just not financially viable. is just well, a real. Let me, let me ask you this though. So from a gaming standpoint, um, I would, I mean, I, I don't, I guess I, there's a couple listeners that'll tell me if I'm wrong or not, but based on at least the people that are in our Facebook group, I feel like UK gamers and United States gamers are very similar, Right. Yeah, yeah, minus sports. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, valid. What is Sony producing right now that's paying any dividends in Japan? That's the thing. Is like they like, is don't there really Japanese have anything. People playing Last of Us. Did you know? Like Maybe, there, there but... was. I think there was a little bit of flack around Ghost of Tsushima, right? Like not being done. I, there was I, a little stuff of it. To, it, it seemed more like a fan yeah. of samurai as opposed to like a true like samurai like authentic like, game. Do you think like God of War is on the top of like some sixteen year old kid that lives in 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 Tokyo? No, no, and that's the thing is that <laughs> this studio would basically make the games that would cater to yeah. that thing or to to that demographic. Guess what? I other company just... doesn't do well in Japan. Xbox. Yeah, because they just can't, they don't have the studio or the game library for that market. And this was like definitely Sony's thing. I think this is just a sign of like the globalization of Sony, where they went from a very heavy Japanese company to PS3. It didn't work out hardware sales wise, but in the end Mm -hmm. it did once they transitioned over to America. And then they transitioned from America to Europe to where now Sony's like a European country uh, or a European company. uh, And they just didn't see value in like these Japanese you know, made mm-hmm. games or these these studios, and it's so, a, it's a real shame. So Sony's Europe, Microsoft's US, and Nintendo's Japan, basically. <laughs> like, yeah, and that's just basically how how it's going to go. Um, 
because I guess unless your game's selling a bajillion copies, Sony at this point are just like, eh. Uh, which I'm sure they're going to absorb some of the people outside of this because they still need artillery studios to like work on stuff, but this isn't a good sign that we're going to have them working with Japanese developers to bring their games over. Because again, if you go to the J- uh, Japan Studio uh, wiki page, they helped with so many games, and a lot of those games are Japanese games. Well, uh, and uh, I would also be over. curious about like Studio Japan. Like Mark Cerny for a long time was working out of Studio Japan, like when he was making Mac and working on the console yeah. on the PS4. Like, I just feel like you might be losing a significant foundation of what your company was framed on. Like, yeah, it's, it's just I, crazy. Like, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not a fan of this in terms of like. Sony was a company that was taking risks and now like it seems everything's a third person open world game. (laughs) I mean, we've, we've gone back to it before. Like where's their unique adventure and you know, their, their unique different, like whether you like it or don't like it, last guardian did something different. Shadow of the Colossus at the time was doing something different. Um, I'm sorry. Like they're great games, but what's the core foundational difference between uncharted ghost of Tsushima and God of war? different protagonists <laughs> but like open open worldish games uh, you know in case of uncharted uh, kind of open uh but yeah the just looking through all the experimental stuff especially around psp ps3 that this studio did just like that's the one thing i miss from the current generation or the last two generations of playstation stuff are those little experimental games and yeah indie studios are filling that void but I feel like indie games right now are falling deep into a, hey, this is weird for weird sake. Mm-hmm. Uh, or like, hey, look at this stupid thing. It's fun. And I love stupid shit. Uh, but most of the indie stuff feels like it's everyone just being like, yeah, we're just doing something stupid. As opposed to like the weird stuff we would get from this studio being just kind of cool. As opposed to them just doing stuff because it's stupid. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense. Uh, you know, you can look at most indie uh like trailer things you mm-hmm. know like when we watched the gorilla collective yeah like well, one lo- out of three things i love, I love something... what some of them are doing with like with like the messenger and cyber shadow from my standpoint of like improving on like the Mega Man format or the metroidvania format like trying to make that more you know current but there's so time. many of those <laughs> there are but i enjoy some of them like and and yeah versus like it not being exist- existent i can't really think of anything you know, like right now that I would want, you know, but at the same time, like, it's not about only about me. It's not only about you. Like there's, there's this market. And I feel like Sony's like, you know what? F it. Like they're all just on their phones in Japan now. Like they're not buying our stuff. Yeah. I I wonder if this move would have happened if there was a PSP two or PS Vita two, they Mm -hmm. probably would not have shut the studio down because they did so much work on PSP stuff and Vita stuff uh, to where like, if Japan still had a hunger for, like a PSP two or a Vita two, then the studio would probably survive. But everything's kind of changing. Everyone's just on their phones, and Sony already tried. You know, was it PlayStation Mobile, <laughs> and it just didn't work. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Well, I just, saw uh, today just, too. Like PlayStation's pretty much giving up on any kind of like renting movies or anything like that. Like you're not going to be able yeah. to. Like they're just done with that. Like it, and that's fine. Like focus on your games, but. And, and you know, every company, every corporation needs to reorganize and redo things. But I find it very 
hard to a uh, hard pill to swallow when you're seeing Sony Ma- Santa Monica expanding, Uncharted expanding, Sony San Diego expanding, and at the cost of like, oh well, like the money. There's only so much of the pie, so we ran out of pieces. So Studio Japan, you get no pie. So yeah, they they basically just show them the door and realize, like, hey, you had a good run. Uh, have fun making Astro, which I like the Astro games. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I don't, uh, but just the idea that they're just like. Astros had like three successful games. Let's run that, and well, then they. But just, even like, from a profitability standpoint, like Astros Playroom, is that profitable? It's packed in I with the know. console. Like, yeah, it's hard to tell, but they know people played it, and the question is, like, is this going to set up the Asobi team for failure? Yeah. Uh, when they're they like, hey, make a, we if put they out get a- to make a full scale game, like a full, like if they get to make a like a like a I don't I don't even know like a ten hour Astro Adventure style game, and you know like get to ride the coattails of anybody going in the into the stores and shopping with their kids and their kid going dad dad that's the game that was on the system that i played and i I was you know can i get the new okay like baby but yeah but then it also puts pressure on that team of like if the next astro doesn't hit do they start looking at that studio like hmm we gave you the ball to run with it and it's not Mm -hmm. it's not doing it like as opposed to uh, you know like the thing that was you know sony japan or the Japan studio where it's just like, yeah, they put games out. If it was successful, it was successful. If it wasn't, they moved on to the next thing. That Astro character from the start of the PS4 life cycle is probably the most kid-friendly marketable icon that they have. Since Sackboy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, because remember the little bots used to be on your screen when those people would do their Twitch yeah. streams or whatever? <laughs> like, yep, could, that, was, <laughs> that was the only way to do webcam streams. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, so more Sony stuff with the state of play. Yeah, more Sony stuff. Uh, Yeah, so Sony did their state of play. Ten games, they announced it was ten games, and it was going to be mostly previously announced stuff, so it was just a check-in. So they put the expectations, you know, they, they, like, lowered it, of, like, nothing groundbreaking is going to happen here. And they pretty much kept that promise. Uh, (laughs) But uh, we did get to see... So let's just run through the list real quick. There's um, PS5 enhancements for Crash Bandicoot 4. Cool. We'll skip through that. Uh, Dave, I hope you were interested in this because you've been wanting to see gameplay of Returnal. Uh, they did do a, a gameplay trailer of Returnal, and it looks good. It, it, uh, I know it there looks are... gorgeous. I still don't know what the hell is going on in it. <laughs> yeah, there's there's multiple <laughs> gameplay things. It was definitely one of those things where Housemark is so good at debris and stuff blowing up and just, mm-hmm. you know, voxels and pixels flying everywhere. Uh, so I'm still interested in this. Uh waiting to see you know like is there anything that has screamed like hey this is a full price game that you should buy i don't quite know if i've seen that i'm seeing it graphically like i I am seeing it graphically like the way but i don't know if it's hooked me yet to where i'm day one ready to put 70 dollars on it but it has more of my interest and as we get closer to release date i I don't i don't i don't like the first person reticle with the third person perspective i think that looks really weird Eh, a lot of games do that, but yeah. Hopefully you can customize that. I like games that let you yeah. like customize reticles and stuff like that, so you can always get rid of that. Um, so I, I was really impressed with Returnal. It's um, something I'm definitely getting more and more excited for as so we get okay. To launch. So here's here's some of the th- the questions that I'm having. Dave from Philly's in in our chat, and he's he's I think he's like a he's on board with Returnal 100. percent So the what I was seeing was I was seeing progression through an area opening up a wall so you're seeing like the ps5 tech of how quickly the next area loads and as you go there you it looks like the character puts their puts her arm in a device and gets some kind of special power up but at the same time they're hinting at light roguelike mechanics correct 
Yes. Okay. So my first question that I would need to have kind of maybe answered or explained to me would be how far how, or how big is a level? And, and how, it's I don't know. The same, it's the same problem that I have with like Deathloop. And, and like that's going to be talked about a little bit too. Is like Deathloop as a concept looks really great. But if I'm 45, 55, an hour and a half into this playthrough and I die, like how punished are you? <laughs> uh, it, you are bringing whatever leveled up and equipment you have. They did mention that. Like, you okay. will, like they did mention that in a specific thing of just like when you run through it, you have whatever leveled up abilities you had before you died. So the replayability of the roguelike element is there. Yeah. And then procedurally uh, generated arenas, it sounds like, as yeah. you go into each room. So like it's it's fine. But it's you know, it's like you said, like, is this going to do something new, different, and innovative that warrants the seventy dollar price tag? And I'm I'm or, not seeing it yet. Or is there like enough story there for like I'm looking for story. Like Hades mm-hmm. was one of my favorite games last year mm-hmm. because it did the roguelike stuff and the story was interesting. So I just need to know more about the returnal story because I can deal with like okay game mechanics. Uh though I think the the gameplay is gonna be fun uh because it's house mark. The shooting mm-hmm. will probably feel really good. It's just gonna be can they deliver uh, a compelling story or a really good gameplay loop to keep me from getting frustrated from dying over and over again Mm -hmm. and to also let me feel more powerful as i'm playing this game uh and then also the size and scope is what's also going to be i might have the curious thing i might have more faith in this game if this game came out like after ratchet i i think coming out before ratchet's good i think i don't uh, because this is your first ps5 exclusive marquee title that's that that's a brand new ip like this is this is your thing this is what sony's like Here's your PS5 game. Like, here's your Sony exclusive PS5 only game. With the current, like, shortages on consoles, this might be okay. Like, the the expectations for sales probably aren't going to be too high. So they'll satisfy the people that want this. And then, you know, like I talked about, like, I think they're holding stock back for Ratchet. You know, so they need something to satisfy the people that currently have the consoles, and this should be enough. Uh, whether, see, the problem is right now for me is just like because now games cost seventy dollars is like just the extra justification I need for that extra ten dollars. I've just not seen it with a lot of games. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, so like I'm well, suspicious of any game coming out next gen only. <laughs> yeah, and this will ho- this is going to be next gen only. So hopefully there is enough because if it doesn't do above average it's gonna set some weird parameters in the gaming world also i think this is house marks like test for like acquire me sony you know so like this is probably make or break for house mark uh yeah. as you know sony is looking for more studios uh the next game um is a uh what's being touted as a intense kung fu experience uh sifu saifu uh this is from Slow Clap. Uh, I believe the people that made Absolver. Correct. Uh, this game looks pretty damn cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, they showed a lot of fighting in hallways, which immediately made me think of Daredevil. <laughs> uh, <laughs> of just like some of the best hallway fights uh, in uh-huh. cinema or uh, television is from Daredevil. Uh, this looked really good. Uh, the art style is kind of um, like yeah. whatever, but like it looks like the gameplay... The amount is of there. The, the 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 art style looked kind of bland to me, but um, the amount of like you said, like what 
stuff is going on on the screen in terms of like number mm-hmm. of characters and movement and and how fluid it did look um yeah it's very interesting to me um absolver it, had oh go continue and the look, looking like the there's an aging mechanic in it like as you mm-hmm. like you die you get older and i'd be curious to see how that really works in terms of like does it slow you down does it you know like there's there's definitely a a an interesting hook to it there as well. Yeah, I the the the, the combat looked fluid. It looked intense. Uh, I enjoyed Absolver's combat uh, that game, but I didn't enjoy like the story and everything like that. That game to me had a lot of rough edges. So this seems way more down my alley because uh, they know how to do combat. So I, I'm super interested in this game. I think this was like the the game of the show for me of the game of the state of play of everything they, they showed. Uh, so I, I was really excited about this. Didn't know it existed. Um, I believe this is a devolver joint. Uh, so I'm sure they'll do some fun stuff with this, uh, later on. Uh, the next game on here, uh, knockout city, which is a multiplayer dodgeball game. They showed a couple different things. It looks like it's doing an interesting thing where it's like almost a one-on-one battle royale with dodgeball. As, as a game uh, mode, it, it, it this yeah. actually looks interesting and looks like it's fun. I don't think this has any staying power, or any legs long term. Like, I hope this is only like a $20 at the most or $30 game. Um, but this kind of looks like they're trying to hit another Rocket League style game. Yeah, this gave me like Splatoon vibes. Yeah. Uh, uh, and like if this ends up free to play, I think there, there could be some good like some good t- uh, like long tail on this. But I think it's an EA original, which means they'll probably do what they did with Rocket Arena, uh, where they, I think Rocket Arena, what they try to charge like $30 for that. And then it it quickly went to $5. And then it went to a point where if you went on EA's support site, you could get it for free. Uh, they did weird games with Rocket Arena and eventually became a plus game. So hopefully this doesn't follow that same path because there's very big potential or at least there's potential in this being like a summer game mm-hmm. you know like if this comes out in the summer it's like fall guys can, 2.0 like another like yeah you, you, could, yeah you could get a 60 day run out of this thing where people are like i have really good memories of playing that game with my friends like that's fun so. yeah but like a year from now or people maybe yeah. won't be talking about it unless this game does some really cool things to like give it that long run mm-hmm. uh but i i think the gameplay mechanics in this looked really fun uh, and it just looked like it's just kind of stupid fun where you can like pick up your teammate and throw them because they could turn into the ball. Just weird stuff like that. Sniper uh, ball. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's all that stuff had my interest. And then when you go to the PlayStation blog, uh, they show you all the customization you can do for the characters and stuff like that. So a lot of this stuff. Oh, uh, on PS4, uh, it's coming out May 21st. So kind of a summer game, like close. Yeah. It's going to be $20. So, OK, yeah. That that's and a that's good, a good price sounds point. Sounds like it's gonna have a bunch of crossplay in it, which is amazing and great. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, uh, and then it'll have enhancements for mm-hmm. PS5 players through backwards compatibility. Uh, but yeah, this this has my interest. Uh, I I would love for this to to, to hit PlayStation Plus or uh, Game Pass or well, based whatever. on based on that release date, that ain't happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Though they've done that before, <laughs> they've done weird things. Or if this would just hit. Um, the ea stuff yeah quicker uh you know because currently what is it like ea premium you get 
day one releases? Um, I I don't I can't keep track of that. I know that just as an example, EA Play is 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 attached to Game Pass now, and Madden like, Madden Twenty One came to Game Pass this week. Yeah, and uh, Star so Wars Squadrons. Like, came yeah, to so that's like six months. So it's like yeah. six months from launch. But like this, like to your point, like if you don't get this in in especially if you have that much customization, which probably leads me to believe that there's microtransactions in there, yes. I would try to get this in as many people's hands as fast as humanly possible just yeah. to, just to you know and then you know give it like two months to let people play it mess around with it and then start feeding i, I mean i hate to keep going back to this but like start feeding some of the seasonal constant cosmetics into it like yeah that i mean that's how these games are built so yeah. it's just it's not crazy to your first thought when seeing a game like this of being like it's battle pass uh, yeah. or you know like uh cosmetics um and then uh we got uh solar ash i believe uh, mm-hmm. was the game uh this looked interesting uh but no offense to this i feel like when i was watching this with uh one of my coworkers, we named like three or four games that kind of had this art style and this look mm-hmm. uh it it does look interesting it just didn't do anything specifically for me i don't know if you had any thoughts on solar ash no, not really okay uh Sorry, Solar Ash, we will look back into you. It's from the Hyperlight Drifter studio, which is a good studio. So it's not that I don't think this game is going to be good. This game has a very, very high chance that it will be a good game uh, because it's from that studio. I just, it just didn't do anything for me. So we'll move on. Uh, then we got uh, Five Nights at Freddy's Security Breach. We'll move on from there unless uh, you and your kids are oh, into Five ter- Nights. That terrifies my son. My youngest son. Okay, cool. Yeah, I just never got it. Uh, then we got Oddworld Soulstorm, which this pops up so much at these at, at the anytime PS5 or PlayStation holds an event. Uh, we see Oddworld Soulstorm. Uh, this is coming out April 6th. Uh, it looks like uh, more Oddworld, which I used to like this franchise, but uh, I just haven't been able to get into any of the, the new ones or the remakes. Uh Dave, any specific thoughts on Oddworld? Gonna... It's, it's an Oddworld game. It doesn't. It that two and a half D look that they're talking about. It looks interesting. Um, it's, it's, it's this franchise doesn't do anything for me. It never has. So okay. Um, then moving on uh, to the other game that I think is like right up there with a uh, game of the show for me. Uh, Kenna Bridge of Spirits. We got to see uh, story and gameplay in this. This game looks like it's going to be so good. It or at does. least it I looks, think this game is solid. Be good. It looks really solid. And then it's only going to be like 40 bucks. Yeah. This is the game that like when you talked about like, oh, Returnal being like the next big, mm-hmm. you know, like PS5 game. But this is coming to PS4 as well. Yeah. But like in terms of big games or like games that have the potential to be big. Yeah. yeah. I think this has a real chance to to surprise people and be like a big game, uh, you know, on, on, on the PlayStation consoles. Uh, but yeah, you're, you're right. It is coming to, to PS4, but priced at $40, it, it has a chance to, to capture an audience and looks like it could be very family friendly, or at least, I mean, it, there might be some dark stuff happening in the game, uh, but I'm super interested in trying this game out. Yeah, it's like August, uh, which I was kind of disappointed in at that being that far away. Um, it'll be almost like, like a year after we first saw it, because I think we first saw it at the PS5 reveal event, like in June or the gaming yeah, event. Yeah, I believe so. Um, yeah. And it, it looks it looks great. It, it kind of like gives me like some Ori 
uh, vibes, Ori um, and the Blind Forest, along with it seems like this it sounds like all the stuff we've been reading about the studios is very um, Zelda centric. So um, mm-hmm. with like little this, Pikmin vibe. And- yeah. So this could be this has the potential to be really, 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 really good. Yeah, uh, so I'm, I'm I'm interested in that. <laughs> At one point in this trailer, I think it was this trailer where I think one of the boss bosses came from the ground and stuff was flying to. I'm like, oh shit, they're fighting Knack. Like that was my my takeaway from this. Uh, and then after that, we got a Deathloop trailer, which Deathloop still is on like the top of my list for for stuff I want to pick up this year. Uh, this was a gameplay trailer, but I feel like it wasn't that gameplay heavy. Um, or at least unless there was another trailer that popped up because Bethesda emailed a couple times me like check out the newest gameplay trailer and it was just the the stuff shown during uh, the state of play. Uh, this still has my interest, Dave. Any any specific thoughts on Deathloop? Because I know you're interested in this, but you still are like, what what is yeah, this? It's just really. It, this was like a James Bond themed trailer that I'm like, okay, this game comes out in may so we're coming out in like two months like or three months like where's the where's the just the physical gameplay like like show me this game somebody playing this game talking through a you know five minutes of a mission like there's enough of this different camera angles different you know voice acting and like i need to see gameplay for this now yeah we we definitely could use uh we saw this at the last time we went to an e3 Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This trailer was shown then. Yeah, this definitely is one of those games where it's going to benefit heavily. Same thing with Returnal. Uh, mm-hmm. From like a good ten to twenty minute. Here's what you're doing, and mm-hmm. here's how everything kind of connects. Uh, but just off style alone, it, it's probably got my money <laughs> day one because uh, I'm simple like that. To where it's just like, okay, everything I'm seeing like visually and story wise is interesting. I just need to know how the gameplay stuff is all going to connect and just uninterrupted gameplay to see if the gameplay is going to be my style mm-hmm. uh though i did get some like uh was it this one that i got some like bioshock vibes from dishonored uh, yeah yeah dishonored uh and and i i had some bioshock vibes from from some of the stuff but so it's arcane studios they have pedigree so it, it, gameplay will probably be fine it's just a matter of can they connect everything what they're doing um, and then the last thing, which is probably the biggest thing for most people, uh, that was a little confusing. Uh, so their Final Fantasy VII Intergrade arrives on PS5 on June 10th. Uh, mm-hmm. Intergrade is going to be the upgrade for it. It looks beautiful uh, with increased load times and visuals. Uh, and it will include the expansion, I guess is what we're going to call it. Um, coming to the game, uh, episode one story DLC. (laughs) Yeah. Episode one story DLC. And they made a later announcement that like, this is not episode two. Episode two is still coming. Uh, so yeah, this is going to, uh, add Yuffie's story to this. Uh, no idea exactly how long it's going to be, but this is going to be a separate thing to buy, but the PS4 players can get the visual upgrade to the PS5 without this episode mm-hmm. for free. Um, disc and uh, digital. Correct. Uh, we'll get that upgrade. Presuming uh, you have you, a disc PS5. Yes, if you bought, a, if you bought a disc version of Final Fantasy on PS4, <laughs> thank God I bought the digital version. Yep. Yeah, and I... 
You had to have I came out have... during the pandemic. You had to have got the digital. Yeah, I think I did get the digital one. <laughs> um, yeah, I had to think back. I'm just like, because I did buy some <laughs> disc games. Um, yeah, it, it looks great on PS5. This is one of those things where I think I talked about it like two weeks ago on the show. of just like, I want to get back into this game, but I was going to wait for the PS5 upgrades. Mm-hmm. So now I know I have until June. <laughs> See, and I, I I'm feeling the opposite this. right now. I saw the trailers and I saw the stuff. I'm like, I forgot. Like, this game looks like looks like it's a ton of fun. I want to play it. And then I'm like, but now I don't want to play it till June, but I want to play it now. <laughs> like, Yeah. Um, I just... The, I, I, there's just a little confusion for me, you know, just like, okay, so you're doing an expansion for the first game. We're still going to get a second game. Uh, the expansion, I forget ex- how much exactly the expansion cost. Yeah, I don't, I don't uh, know if I could find out that. Like, I, I, I mean, I haven't dug a ton, but I don't know if that's something I just have access to. This, or we have access to is how much is just a Yuffie story stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I gotta, I, I gotta see. Uh, hold so on. I Dave, mean, and then so but they're also giving this to PS4. Uh, they get this month on PS4 uh, for plus subscribers, so you can play it on PS4 or PS5 via backwards compatibility. However, it will not upgrade to PS5 for free. So then they probably need to offer some kind of upgrade package to this. Um, so they've got some work to do with that. And then yeah, the, that that's a weird thing. Yep. And then did, the pricing for the new expan- for this new expansion and twenty dollars, twenty dollars. Okay, um, which leads me to believe it's short. Um, and then they also essentially have drawn the line in the sand uh, after June tenth of like whatever going forward with Final Fantasy is going to be PS five only. Um, mm-hmm. So because this story DLC can't be played on PS four, correct? That that I believe is the the case. So if you bought this game on PS4 and you don't own a PS5 yet, you're just shit out of luck until you get a PS5. And the continuation of the story, which is a concern that we had when they went episodic of how they're going to release this. Like, if you don't get a PS5, you can't continue. Yeah, you're just stuck at wherever the game ends, which luckily I haven't spoiled. I haven't had that spoiled for me exactly where the game ends. Uh, But yeah, yeah, it sounds like they're forcing you to just... You want to finish your game, you're going to have to upgrade. And I don't know if the save transfers. I think the save transfers. Uh, so they would screw people out of that if they if their save doesn't transfer uh, to yeah. next gen. Uh, yeah, well, we just confusing. heard about, like today, uh, like um, the Yakuza, like a dragon, is getting yeah, yeah. a PS5 upgrade. But your save doesn't transfer. Yeah, which I'm so glad I just bought it on the Xbox. Because <laughs> it's <laughs> like, just... Smart delivery saved me on that. It's like, why? (laughs) Hey, you get to upgrade for free, but you got to start over, homie. (laughs) Yeah, and that's a long game, man. We'll talk about it later, but yeah, that is a super long game. Enjoyable, but I don't know if it's it's something you'd want to play twice uh, because there's so much stuff in that game. Uh, All right, that is all I had for the news. I just, the the Final Fantasy stuff was super confusing. Mm -hmm. It kind of was one of those things where I was into the trailer when they, they showed the Yuffie expansion and they showed the uh, mm-hmm. the the upgraded visuals and then they gave it the name Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrate or whatever mm-hmm. and I was just like, okay, this is confusing. And then I had to like look on the blog post and I'm just like, okay, let me see if I could decipher exactly what I have to do to play this expansion or, or get this upgrade. So I, I poor messaging or I might just be dense. I just might be just a little too dumb uh for for how they explained everything but i think we got it sorted 
Uh, any thoughts on the state of play? We've been wanting a state of play, and I don't know if this is exactly what we wanted. Um, I, I was fine with it. I mean, like you like you said, like you read the blog post of what they're doing. Um, it's it's fine. Like it was it was what I expected it to be. It seems like that they're showing you know the in the in it said exactly what it said. Software in the coming months. So yeah um I, i'm i'm fine with it the final fantasy stuff is confusing like it always is it feels like anytime that they square enix comes out with anything final fantasy 7 remake related you leave scratching your head more than you did when you first started you get excited but then you're like what was that was that episode two was that episode 1.5 how long is you it? definitely how go on a it? roller coaster of emotions <laughs> uh when it comes to that yeah so i'm but i mean other than that like I said, like I mentioned, I just need to see a little bit more depth, uh, gameplay for Deathloop and Returnal. Um, I would love to see at this point in time a state of play dedicated to Returnal. Um, yeah, I, that's what I was going to suggest is I want one of these games coming out to anchor a state of play. Like you could have cut Crash and Oddworld and Five Nights at Freddy and use that time for one of the games that are coming out soon. Um, I'm tired of seeing PS4, PS5, just as much as I'm tired of seeing Xbox One, Xbox uh, Series. Uh, when you when you show a game, and especially um, on the, the Xbox and deck, it's yeah. confusing. <laughs> and I am also very confused. They've they've done this for a couple months now. That they're almost telling us what PS Plus is going to be like sixty days in advance or ninety days in advance because Oddworld's going to be on Plus. Yeah, um, yeah. And then kind of kills some of the excitement. We knew about, but... Yeah, we knew about Destruction All Stars being on Plus. Um, and then I, like, I, I don't mind it. No, I don't, mind it. I don't. I don't. But at the same time, it's like it, it almost makes you feel like any time a game releases the first week of the month, you're like, huh? <laughs> like, so, um, I mean, it's it's interesting. We like we we had talked about, you know, we had teased or joked that maybe Returnal was going to be a plus game. And but then when it got like the end of the month date, you're like, no, it really can't be. Um, you know, so it's just they're, they're, it's, they're in a weird spot right now um, coming off of that article that gq article um i think that they maybe could have tempered maybe just teased a little bit of more vr like i just i feel like they knew when that gq article was coming out they knew when that state of play was coming out and it just felt like the two were not even attached at all yeah and also i didn't put it in a news story because like apparently horizon uh has been delayed to 2022 but there hasn't been any official word on that (laughs) uh but it was definitely one of those ones where like if that's true Jim Ryan's got to like talk to some people before he does an interview with GQ because I cracked up like two days later. They're like, yeah, Horizon's probably delayed uh, or but like there's that's enough- kind of been their M.O. the last year, though. Like we saw that Last of Us event and then like three weeks later, they delayed the game. They had posters yeah. and everything. They had the date on it. And I'm like, what the- is your left hand talking to your right hand? <laughs> dude, that, dude, like <laughs> l- luckily no one's confirmed the Horizon thing. So I'm hoping that's just a rumor yeah. but like enough news outlets were reporting that horizon was delayed and i'm just like what was the point of him because we were excited in terms of just like okay cool we know what the year is gonna be yeah you know and then when those rumors came out i was like well what the fuck is this year gonna be now? <laughs> yeah it's like, it's it's very very interesting um i need uh you know just to, to bring it like full circle like xbox needs to to do something soon um, there's, there's like, the rumors there's, for the March event and that they kind of nixed them. It. Aaron Greenberg kind of nixed them in terms of he nixed them in terms of talking about like Elden Ring being there or new gameplay things being there. But I still think we're going to have a a digital event style of, hey, Microsoft and Bethesda are officially merged. Here's our plan. 
Like, like yeah, it, or it, a pure Starfield because screenshots of Starfield have leaked. Something has to yeah. come from. So they I, I think it it's going to be like here's our you know like we're going to toast our champagne glasses and we're going to talk about you know our, our Game Pass subscription model of what we're going to do and we're going to kind of just kind of briefly give you a glimpse of what you can expect to see from Bethesda as a Microsoft owned studio. I still think we're going to see something like that in March, but um, at this point in time, like we need to, it's it's a couple months away, like. They need to show some stuff from Halo. They need to talk Hellblade. Um, yeah, Hellblade 2. Hellblade like just they, kind of disappeared. Yeah, like it was supposed to, to be early this year. Yeah, they need to start kind of like showing their hand a little bit, even if it's just a trailer and saying, hey, it's still it's still a little ways away. Um, you know, but, yeah. you know, yeah, on the heels of, you know, like you've got Corey Barlog of, you know, from Sony saying uh, God of War will be ready when it's ready. Uh, for the record, Cyberpunk said the same thing. <laughs> well, Cyberpunk had to delay its patch. Uh, it's a big patch for earlier this year too. I, I also uh, put in a new story. I don't think Dave uh, from Philly. I don't think Halo's in 2022. Halo will hit this holiday, so it has to. So like, it, ha- it has to. Yeah. Especially like as as much as we talk about Game Pass being good, there's only so much that they can use Game Pass as a selling point if there aren't any first party games coming yeah. to the service. That's why, like Hellblade, like it, you know, Hellblade needs to to hit, and like at this point in time, it needs to be May, June, July. Like, yeah, I was thinking Hellblade like a June game yeah. to go against Ratchet. Yeah, <laughs> I'm t- just, polar opposite games, but just so they can have something yeah, within that it just, window. It just needs to hit. So, um, all right. So, uh, what we're playing and watching, uh, mine will be a little bit shorter, but I did play other things than Destiny for the record. Um, so I've been playing a little bit more Link's Awakening again on the Switch, just enjoying that. It's I can definitely it's definitely getting the bite sized feel of like a Game Boy game, um, in terms of like this. It's just not as as deep of a Zelda game as I was expecting and hoping for. Um, but it does, you know, I still need to go back and work on Skyward Sword. Um, and not Skyward Sword. Um, Breath of the Wild in preparation for Skyward Sword because I'll probably play that this summer. Um, so I, that's fun. I'm using that through Gamefly, so I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying that and taking my time. It's nice to be able to, like, pick it up and play it in half an hour chunk when I want to. Um, and then... I did mess around a little bit more in Destiny. They released a couple more pieces of content. It's you know, and that's that's going going well. Uh, they released a huge state of the game um, last last week about Destiny, and um, I know we just did one, but I'll probably have Chandler on another spinoff episode that you, some of you guys seem to like. So we'll just kind of dive deeper into that in the next week or so. Hopefully, if I can schedule that with Chandler, he's already said yes. So it's just a matter of getting both of our schedules to match up. Um, and then uh, I don't know if you played this or not. And this is what I was kind of saving for last. Um, but real quick, I'll do it watching. Um, I watched uh, Superman and Lois on CW. Does that have a different is, tone? All the commercials make it seem like it has a different tone than other CW uh, shows. Yeah, it's see, I thought initially like I'm the, the only sh- and I thought about posting this in the Facebook group just to get clarification from maybe other people that are maybe a little bit more diverse into the DC Arrowverse show watching than I am. The only one CW show that I'm like up to date on is Supergirl. Mm-hmm. Um, and the character that plays uh, Superman uh, is the same one that was in the Supergirl show, um, which is consistent with what Arrowverse and CW and DC have been doing. Um, but I thought that this show was being spun off of that with um, it being the focus on Superman and Lois Lane. And it, it, it and surprisingly and, and and again I don't know enough about the comic books on this so please just don't don't kill me. Um, he in this show it he has two twins, uh, twin boys, and they're teenagers. 
like 15, 16 years old, 14, 15, 16 years old in this show. Um, and the premise is so far is that his mother has passed away and he comes back to Smallville. So it takes a place in the Smallville universe. Um, and one of his kids has powers. Mm. And it's it's almost kind of showing him in a in a different light of how to be Superman and a father at the same time. And the the foundation that they're laying is that he's failing at it. Did, did, please tell me his kids know he's Superman. As of this episode, they do. Okay, good. Because I was gonna, I was gonna be pissed if you yeah. like, and they so, don't know he's Superman. They're like, um, oh God. So, my wife kind of put it best is that you know because the the problem that her and I have been having with the arrow and flash and legends of tomorrow show arc is that it's always something else is on the other side of the hill it's like oh we just mm-hmm. we climb this hill we beat this villain oh there's a new one we climb that hill and beat this villain oh there's a new one and then you know and she was really kind of hoping that this would more focus on I, I guess maybe she was looking for, you know i don't know what i was looking for when i was watching it but she she seemed to be like she was looking for focusing more on the family dynamic of of it which it looks like it might be doing that but there is very early on there it looks like there's a powerful villain um you know so it's just kind of like she's like i'm just she's she she seems to be very fatigued on this climb the hill fight the villain you know balance your story life and everything like that and have some culmination of like everything's great now something new comes in and and rattles the whole foundation again um so it's it's hard to tell it's on cw um the cw app is free uh it, it streams like the very next day um it's the same problem that I'm having, I was watching, I'm still watching All American, which is like a, which was originally when I started watching it, it was a really, really good football show. Like that, like, had, and now it's like turning into CW like. CW drama show? Yeah. And I'm like, I'm so invested in it now that I kind of want to see where some of these stories play out. But I'm like, okay, like, you've done two episodes and you haven't done any football. <laughs> like, um, but there's and, like and three surprise the- pregnancies and a twin <laughs> from nowhere. So, and a lot of times, like I like watching these shows because it gives me the mental break from from COVID. Like that was what TV was doing for me for a little while, and now even some of the shows we're watching, COVID is being interwoven in, interwoven into these shows of wearing masks and 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 you know fighting the you know the pandemic. And I'm just like, I just need a break from reality. And what I'm if Superman punches? the covid monster would that, would that make you like a little bit more yeah. comfortable um and then the last thing i played and i don't like I, I know you tweeted about it so i don't know if you did or didn't play did you play our writers okay no i didn't right. even download it because i just got stuck into another game that i'll talk about okay um don't forget our new favorite show i don't know what you're talking about Ange. um so the outriders demo um first things first like in terms of ha- the way to handle a game of a new ip i think they're actually doing something very interesting demos free Demo will always be free. Demo will always be available. Um, progress is a carrying forward from the demo to the game. So whatever okay. you 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 um, you can go through the prologue, and you can pick. You get to a point where you get to pick your class. There's four different classes, um, and then you pick the class, and you can play through, and you can have four characters. You can play all four different classes, and then when the game comes out on April first. You pick up right where you left off. If you decided to farm the demo, um, you get whatever you farmed in the demo that you can do. Um, it's like you can get up to like world tier five, level seven or eight. Um, and if you get any legendaries or any of that stuff, they're yours. They'll be there when you when you play the game. Obviously, I'm sure that they're they've limited the loot pool to only so many legendaries so that somebody's not you know better off than somebody else. Um, mm-hmm. It's a third person. 
uh, supposedly like a third-person cover shooter, although I feel like um, there's a guy that I pay attention to, writes for Forbes, Paul Tassi. He kind of put it best. The, the cover system is for the enemies, not for you. <laughs> um, because they seem to use it better than you than you do, and you don't. And the way that the game's skills are built around is that it's a little. The cover system is a little clunky. In terms do you of getting, stick to it, or do you have to go into cover? Which which you, you have to go into using? you have to go into cover, but you don't okay. you don't you don't slide into cover, and you can't like wrap around like you could in like gears, and you could in like division, where you can kind of mm-hmm. like walk around the edges of cover, and your player kind of sticks to the wall. Getting in and out of cover feels clunky mantling feels a little clunky gunplay it feels fine like shooting it feels fine running around doing flanks the abilities that like my player had it it's it's built for you to be up close and personal um and and i think it it rewards flanking and working together as a team um this you know we've been talking about it a little bit today this feels a lot like a games as a service but it's not um it, it you know but at the same time i think that they're trying to they're trying to have their cake and eat it too. Um, they want a, like a loot-driven, build-driven game, but then when you're done, you're done. And like for me, when you, by meaning when you're done playing through the campaign, you're done to, playing through the campaign. Like you might be able to play through it as a different class, which which will, which will have a different play style. There's a tank style. There's a you know like a quick in, quick out style. There's a there's a range style. Um, so there's there's these different dynamics that you can you different styles you can play. Um, and it's, you know, a three player co-op, the story is all over the place, um, which I think is intentional. Um, and the cutscenes and some of the, the animations seem a little off. Like this game could probably use a little bit more time unless this is just a really old build. And I hope it's a really old build. I heard there's weird loading in the game. Um, Uh, what, like, like, what do you mean? Fade to black type of thing or is that just like the cutscenes or something like because I, I saw this one scene like where the cutscenes um some of it's yeah. it's fully crossplay awesome um and you can definitely like i was playing a little bit on by myself on ps5 and then my friend johnny joined and he's on ps4 and he slowed it way down <laughs> like <laughs> um but uh it i was having fun with the game um i I use the phrase like have your cake and eat it too because like I I'm not feeling any physical attachment to the loot which is fine but at the same time it's just does that mean that I'm just going to be picking up the next thing that's more powerful just to feel more powerful um it's got a massive skill tree though uh, for each class so there could be this some some cool theory crafting and build crafting you could do in the game um they're touting a 35 to 40 hour campaign with like you know like challenging world tiers um but and if it's a forty-hour game that you're done with, and like for my playstyle, I might just play through it once as a as a class and just be done and enjoy the story. And if the if the gameplay is compelling enough, I might play it again. But I'm on the fence about buying it. But at the same time, I think I am going to purchase it because I have been pounding the table that I want new innovative IPs and Outriders is a new IP. And if I don't buy it, then I'm just as <laughs> just as much a part of the problem. <laughs> so. Yeah. So it's just a matter of what platform I buy it on because it doesn't matter because I can play with my friends whenever I want. <laughs> yeah, I meant to pick it up. It just I you still can. St- I mean, it doesn't come yeah. out till April first. So I think that you could play through what you need to play through on the demo in about three hours, four hours. Yeah, maybe I'll maybe I'll download it. It's just one of those things that slipped my mind, and then it was like Sunday afternoon, and then in my head because it was like 
It's like a weekend beta. For, yeah, <laughs> so I just assumed I missed my chance, so I probably will download it yeah. and mess with it then. All right, uh, um, that is it for me. So. All right, uh, so I'm still playing uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon. Uh, they keep adding mechanics into this game, uh, which I love, but it's just it, it got kind of crazy to where at a certain point uh, I could add jobs to my party members, which changes their outfits and then gives them different abilities, which I thought was really cool. Uh, but then at a certain point, I, I owned a confectionery business that I have to manage, like all the employees and the product and stuff like that, which I wasn't expecting. Uh, and I'm starting to hit the wall in ter- not hit a wall in a bad way, but I'm starting to hit just like every single side quest and everything to where I'm ignoring the story because there's so much stuff going on on the, the, the sides that I, I need to sit down and focus and just like go through the story. Uh, I did that at one session on Saturday and I got into a dungeon and I swear to God, this dungeon felt like it was like an hour to two hours long where mm-hmm. I was just in this dungeon and it kept going and going and going. Uh, so I'm, hoping there's not too many sections like that i'm like i think i'm 16 to 18 hours into the game uh and that was like my first big real dungeon uh but it took so long that i'm hoping there aren't many other dungeons like that <laughs> uh because it was one of those scenes where it was getting late and it was just like okay let me just get through this section that's I, that's the I, worst feeling like that's the worst feeling you're like ah, i can just like 30 more minutes and then like an hour and a half later like damn it yeah, it was one of those things where uh, we were in the sewers uh, for the story, and every time I would see stairs or a ladder, I would go up the stairs and ladder like, this is done. I'm in the sewer. Go up these stairs. I, I, I'm I'm going to be above ground, and then it would just be more sewer. And it happened like three or four times <laughs> where I just kept going up, 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 and up, and I'm just like, what the fuck? That, ha- that uh, happened to me in, a, in Immortals. Like, I was like, oh, this is yeah. the last story. I'm like, this game that I was like it's like the point of no return and the mortals happened i'm like okay cool like maybe it's like an hour and it was like three and a half <laughs> I, th- like- this felt like this was probably just an hour but it felt like two hours yeah uh just kept going does through it have it. like a like a functionality where if you like stopped in the middle of the dungeon like you got to go back to the beginning no. or do you not know no no no. you it would just start you wherever you died the only problem is the uh manual save uh-huh. The save at any time isn't available in the dungeons. You have to hit certain checkpoints to save. Ugh. So in the dungeon, I think there was like three spots where I could save. Okay. As opposed to everything else in the game, I can save at any point. Right. But then but I'm in also the dungeon, the same, I, would, I would also be in the same boat as you were. Okay. I got to the third save spot. Okay. I got to be almost done. And then you're not. Yeah. Yeah. And then you deal with the boss and you're just like, what the fuck? Okay. Yeah. Th- this has to be the boss. Uh, but I, I got through it. Still loving the game because the, the characters are what's bringing me through this game. Uh, and, uh, so, and it's like the, the one thing outside of like the occasional game pass game that's keeping me on my Xbox. Yeah. Uh, so, and then like we talked about earlier, like it's, you, you got the, like the visual upgrade just happened today for the Xbox as well. No, it was always there. Okay. So, so it was just the uh, PS5 upgrade that screwed yeah, the yeah. consumers that bought it on PS4 and have a PS5. Yeah. My okay. disc says Xbox One and Xbox Series X and smart delivery just takes care of it. And I just okay. get the best uh, thing. I think Microsoft had some sort of exclusivity for it, but at least there was no confusing thing. I just put my Xbox disc in and it gave me whatever I was on, which was one one ecosystem. <laughs> yeah, it was really, really nice. So okay. I feel bad for the, the, the like a dragon people on PlayStation. Unless you're just starting now, then just start it on PS5 and enjoy one of the best games of last mm-hmm. year. Um. 
so uh, the other game that took a lot of time is uh, Sarah got back into Final Fantasy 14 online uh, and she wanted me to like level up a character just so when she has to do dungeons, I can hop on and go in a dungeon with her because uh, dungeons do require multiple players and you can't always rely on matchmaking. Also so it requires like weird server access and shit too, doesn't it? Uh, not quite sure but oh so yeah there are specific because there's so many people playing this game still there's like three different regions and in each region there's like 10 servers and you have to make sure you're in the same server uh we're on siren uh that server uh which didn't seem as populated uh because there's some servers where they just they're just closed they can't add any more people to them we're gonna we're gonna wake qwerty in the chat he's gonna start going nuts on us about what what i'm saying wrong about final fantasy yeah um so getting into this so i already had a character before that i made back on ps3 ps early ps4 uh but i we ended up just deleting that character because it's just like that character was like level 30 i had no idea where i left off in the story so i just started fresh so I'm basically just going through all the stuff, but we have a better understanding of everything, or at least Sarah does, so she's guiding me. Uh, though, man, I get so frustrated. I think Final Fantasy XIV has some of the worst maps in video games. So I'm constantly just being like, where am I supposed to go? And then Sarah like has to turn over, because like, I'm playing at my desk on a PS4, and she's playing on a PS5. So she'll just turn over on the couch to look over to the desk and being like, that's where you're going. I'm like, oh, okay. Why can't the game just tell me like, <laughs> where I'm supposed to go? Uh, the funny thing is, so uh, we're having fun with it, though we're at the early stages where we can't really co-op together. We basically have to hit the point uh, yeah. in both like of our stories. Level, right? Yeah, you have to get to yeah some... like we're, we're close to the first dungeon. Now be the first time we'll actually have something to do. Because right now, I'm at least too early on to where I get to a certain mission and we have to disband a party so then I can do the cutscene uh, <laughs> or, or, or do the thing or, or do whatever. Uh, um so enjoying that the only thing that is, is cracks me up is this, the thing you were talking about with johnny on uh, outriders is i'm playing on a base ps4 and she's yep. playing on a ps5 <laughs> when we both go into a section to load hers loads in seconds and mine at least take like 30 to 45 seconds you can go make and a sandwich and cut it in half and give it to her and then go sit down and every every time i load i just i i i will get to an area or to the load three seconds before her. But like, I'll have time to go on my phone and check Twitter. And then her character is like already in the world and she'll just sit emote where her character has enough time to just sit on the ground and wait by the uh, entrance slash exit for me. Uh, why I'm just like, yeah, I'm still, I'm still loading. I'll be in soon. <laughs> it had me almost like considering like, okay, maybe even though now the PS4 stuff is like harder to get than before or PS5s are harder to get than before. I'm just like, maybe I get a digital PS5 <laughs> if I can hunt one down. Tell you what, man, uh, having two in the house, like, and I, it's a luxury right now just because one is my son's. Like I didn't, I didn't, he bought that with his own money. Um, but just like, Oh, I can just play upstairs. And like, Oh, I can play downstairs. Like, it's great. But at the same time, I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> yeah, like I, I don't think I will do that just because right now with the semiconductor shortage, it's not worth the stress of trying to like. Rem- oh, find- no, I was gonna say, have you tried remote play? But I don't think you can be connected to to the same PS5 on two yeah, different yeah, accounts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never mind. I'll, I'll just deal with it. And uh, I ended up downloading like a really old mobile game on my phone. Oh my gosh! Uh, just because work's been dead, but also because it's just like it's one of those like turn-based mobile games to where like when I am loading, I could just like oh let me just 
it's, it's rebuild it's a zombie game from like 10 years ago or something <laughs> or you like try and like manage a town so i'm doing that i don't know why i downloaded it it was just one of those things where i was looking for a different application in my android uh-huh. history and i went so far back that i saw that game i'm like does this still work did this have some weird bullshit online component that i didn't, i don't i don't remember so i downloaded it and started to play that mm-hmm. uh so it's like playing that in threes on my phone while I'm waiting for Final <laughs> Fantasy 14 to load. And it's funny because the loading times probably weren't that bad, but it feels bad because just you're five feet ne- away from me. <laughs> you're sitting there next to the Ferrari and you're driving the Pinto. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just one of those things where it's just like I look over. I'm just like, oh, well, we noticed. Loads. I noticed it in Destiny and I noticed it in Outriders. Like when I'm playing yeah. with, a you know, my friends, it, it, when I'm playing with my PS4 friends, I'm like dude <laughs> like, yeah it's one of those things where like i think i would be fine if like we were both on ps4 pros or something yeah but like just looking at the ps5 just like that looks a little that image is a little clearer and it's and even though because there's no upgrade specific for the ps5 right. it's just but happens, it's just, it's just like, yeah <laughs> it's just running at a better frame rate and running way faster because of the ssd and the yep. wi-fi 6 uh so uh, having fun like we're about to do our first dungeon either today or tomorrow uh, which will be the second time we've done this dungeon because we did this like five, six or like five years ago now. Uh, so just getting through that. I think she bought all the expansions. I only have up until Heaven Sword, which is the first expansion. So mm-hmm. we'll see if if it holds, your, I, holds your attention long enough. <laughs> yeah, to drop like the $60 for like the other three expansions yeah. that are out. And I think a new expansion's coming out like this spring or summer. So who knows if this will be in a long run. But it's still fun to just kind of have that game to where it's just like i'm just doing tasks you know like i'm just doing simple things and i'm seeing my 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 level go up mm-hmm. and just it just one of those things i don't want to say mindless but definitely has that appeal <laughs> uh, uh, there's still a place for those games that you can play like you and you talk about all the time like um where you can play the game and listen to a podcast or like have a t te- have a television show on in the background or have a conversation with your significant other and not have to yeah, be like hey, like hey i gotta play this game so leave me alone like there's certain times that i go in that mode um but you know for the most part like playing upstairs a little bit more like i can have you know if i'm especially if i'm playing like destiny by myself or i'm playing zelda by myself obviously which i always play zelda by myself but um i can you know t- angela can be you know putzing on her phone playing her game doing some schoolwork stuff and i can you know we can conversate and spend time together and those games have their place but then it's also nice to sometimes sit down and just forget everything else that's going on and put your headphones on and focus yeah it's funny though because like when, when our characters are standing next to her her character is like highly leveled has very like her, she'll dye her costume like her armor the same color so it looks very uniform and like looks proper uh-huh. and then my character i just look like a mess like well, apparently, I, I, apparently you're gonna feel even worse because ps5 upgrade comes in april and the new expansion is in the fall so if you're still playing in april she's gonna look that much better than you oh damn so yeah well hopefully by april i can get a digital and then put the digital somewhere in my desk area because my p the, the base ps4 barely fits like under my desk where i have it because it's so loud but i guess if i get a digital ps4 i'll put it like right where the skateboard is if you can see that on stream yeah, just, just mount it stick it to the wall <laughs> yeah yep yeah, just do something like that so uh, damn it i'm gonna have to do that in april then <laughs> all right anything uh, else you've been playing or watching no just to continuing with uh with wandavision oh yeah i watched that too so watched uh d2 mighty ducks yesterday <laughs> just you're, gonna make, I, you're gonna make me watch these movies 
Yeah, yeah, I think March we're going to talk about the Mighty Ducks because yeah. Sarah hadn't seen them before, so I started what? her with the best one, which is D2. <laughs> you still started uh, her with D2, though? It has more impact if she watches D1. Come on. Uh, I think D2 is a better introduction to the universe because it's a better movie. Yeah, but okay, never mind. We're not, like, it's a better movie. It's I'm a not better, saying it's better not a better movie. movie, but I mean, the premises of the characters, some of the characters are already there. It's like, okay, whatever. Yeah, no, I think that was the right choice. <laughs> I think it was the right choice. Uh, and then I was talking about like, hey, D3 has some aspects to it that are pretty good, but we don't need to see it. <laughs> yeah, she she needs to watch yeah. all three of them. And, I, and I'm sure that there's going to be some tiebacks to that with the television show coming. So Oh, for sure. For sure. But, uh, that's it for me. Um, all right. So uh, questions and comments using hashtag Ask Digital Days. You can send them to us on any of the social networks that I linked in the Discord, in the Facebook group, all this stuff. It's all linked in the show notes. Check it out. Uh, Todd Hampton writes, as a non-RPG gamer, but someone looking for for a decent story, is the Mass Effect Legendary Edition worth picking up and preserving worth, worth picking up and preserving within the long run? Or persevering? Um, uh, persevering. Sorry. Yeah. I... I th- I, 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 that's the last sentence in a question was a little rough. So I, I, I think that's what he meant. Um, I think so. I think the Mass Effect games play really well, especially knowing that they're going to basically use the gameplay mechanics from like two and three into one. I think you're going to get a really good experience, even if you're not super into the RPG aspect of it. Okay. Uh, I, I haven't spent enough time in Mass Effect to answer that question. So I'm sorry. So. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I I think the story's great. I know it didn't really end uh, to the point where everyone wanted it, but I think it's yeah. I'm I'm intrigued by it. I tried to play Mass Effect 2 um, based on recommendations from other people years ago, and I kind of just, it kind of gave me the like, old game feels old vibes to it of com- coming off of some of the other stuff I was playing. Um, but I feel like I'm in a different mindset to where it might be something I could check out this summer, but this summer's also looking just super packed. <laughs> so Yeah, and the the re-release trilogy that they put out on like PS3 and yeah. the Wii U, they didn't put like yeah. any And that's why I'm will, into willing to to look at this one and to see because it, it, obviously it's gonna have some, you know, some nice quality of life stuff into it. It's still gonna feel like a 10 year old game like i don't yeah I, I, one I know. specifically yeah. is going to be rough but they made enough changes or at least they said they made enough changes yeah. that maybe it won't feel that so, bad so i know it's going to be kind of rough but at the same time i i i feel like it's a franchise or a storyline that i need to experience as a as, as a as a as a avid video gamer that i am so dave will play it and he won't romance anybody probably I know not it. so that's <laughs> the point Yes. All right. Uh, last question. Robert Cartwright, uh, looking for a looking for switch recommendations this time with lockdown in the UK soon to be relaxed. I need a game to fill a few hours a week while away from the house. What are your favorite switch games that have repeatability? Uh, so from a repeatability standpoint, I think you're better at answering that question than I am. Yeah, uh, if you're talking about games that like aren't online-centric, because, uh, of course, I would always recommend Tetris 99, uh, I would say Grindstone, uh, though that is available on Apple Arcade. So if you have an iPhone, you can just pick that up uh, as well. Grindstone's a really good puzzle game. Uh, it's got a lot of levels in it, and there's a replayability of 
getting higher scores. So Grindstone would probably be at the top of my list. Um, Hades, which was like, you know, my runner up for game of the year last year. Uh, that has a ton of replayability. Dave still needs to I would agree put on that. time into that. <laughs> yeah. uh, so Hades is like really I good. I bought it. You're, Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, though, if you're, if you're, if this is like a commute thing and you can't pay attention to the story, uh, maybe get through your first 10 playthroughs at home and then any playthrough after that won't have much story for you to pay attention to. Uh, so you can just have fun with the mechanics and all the different weapons. So Hades, definitely high up on that list. And then a game that came out, I want to say like two years ago, Earth Knight. Uh, it's a kind of an endless runner sort of game, uh, but it has like way deeper mechanics than that. Uh, Earth Knight has one of the best damn soundtracks in a game. <laughs> Uh, it's chiptune soundtrack. Uh, the art style is gorgeous. So like Earth Knight is definitely uh, a game I highly recommend as well. So those are probably be the three that I would go for. Uh, and I would also recommend Nintendo apparently is serious about getting rid of these Mario games at the end of the mm-hmm. month. So you might want to pick up the Mario collection. Best Buy has uh, it for like just... 50 bucks this week. Yep. And that's, uh, that sadly is the best sale it's going to get. Yeah. Like uh, it's going away before it gets scalped. So. Yeah. Um, I, so like, in terms of my recent Switch stuff, like I would just say, like if you're into the Zelda franchise at all, Breath of the Wild is great. Um, I really, really, really was surprised and enjoyed uh, Paper Mario and the Origami King. Um, I that mm-hmm. was it, it worked really well on the Switch. It, it's uh, I wouldn't say it's got repeatability to it, but it definitely has some like, some long playtime, like significant time. I mean, I it's like 20 hours in the car to and from Virginia while and also playing it while on vacation. Um, it, it, it had a, it's got a lot of content in it. Um, and I was, I was really, uh, enjoying, enjoying that. So that seems to be really good. Um, and those are the two that like, kind of like jump out right away to me of ones that I think you should definitely check out. I, I, but I brought my switch because I like Mario, Zelda, Donkey Kong. Like that's why I have my switch. Um, so (laughs) And I bought it for indie games just because yeah. indie games normally pop up on the uh, the big the big boy consoles, whatever you want to call it, the more powerful consoles now. So, all right. Uh, so those are the questions. Again, you can send us those using hashtag AskDigitalDays. Uh, just a quick, uh, just two little plugs. Uh, sometimes it drives you guys crazy. Teesprings.com slash DigitalDaysGaming or whatever the link is to the Teesprings. Uh, there's shirts, there's hoodies there. If you have any suggestions for different things you'd like to see, maybe we can look into it. Stickers, coasters, I don't know. Uh, let us know. And then uh, our Patreon. So we did a little bit of a push the other day for Patreon. We just released the February episode, which was our game of generation, which primarily co- which covered PS4 because that was our, our game of generation uh, or the console that console. we both had during that generation. Um, so that's there. There's a, there's like seven or eight episodes there that you get for the $7 tier. There's a bunch of stuff like holiday traditions, E3 stories, um, worst games we ever played. There's a whole bunch of content on there that you get now for the $7 tier, and you get access to all the previous ones, as well as as long as you stay as an active $7 tier, you get access to all the future stuff. And you get the 24-hour early access to the podcast uh, because that's part of the $5 tier, which is the you know getting the podcast on Wednesday mornings with a private or a separate RSS feed from the normal one. It's got a different colored logo, all that cool fancy stuff too. Uh, <laughs> um, and then the $3 tier is the Discord access, and the $1 tier is just the tip jar. So um, you might see us pushing Patreon just a little bit more. Uh, not just not that we need the money, but it's just something that we're you know it's kind of a focus of 2021 is to provide new and evolving and growing content. So you might see a little bit more Facebook and Twitter stuff on Patreon. Uh, but as always, feedback of maybe why you don't use Patreon or why you won't use Patreon or why you won't use our Patreon is always um, 
is always welcome. You know, it's too much. There's not that's not enough. That juice isn't worth the squeeze. Like those are all things that we like to hear. And we and you know if changes need to be made, if there's if it's enough, like we can always adjust. We're not opposed to changing and evolving and adapting, um, as well as just trying to stay consistent with what we're doing. Uh, 70 consecutive weeks now of consistently releasing this on on Thursdays or Wednesdays for your Patreon users. So, um, all right. You got anything else, Michael? Uh, no, that that's it for me. Just uh, right. hoping to get some new games to come out. Like, I feel like there hasn't <laughs> been a ton of new games the last couple of weeks, but yeah. it's out of my control. <laughs> my wife was watching me play the Outriders demo, and she's like, when does that come out? And I go, uh, a month from tomorrow. And she's like... <sighs> Ooh, <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, hey, it might be okay. <laughs> like, it, might, it might be uh, fine. But uh, other than that, uh, I hope everyone has a great week and keep moving forward. Don't be a dick. See ya.